disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 124 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Oh, man, it has been a very, very exciting couple of days. And I know that's probably a big change of pace. It's probably a big change of of tone from when I usually come on here and talk about how depressing my week has been. And I talk about how I was recently sick and I talk about how I broke my wrist and I had surgery on it and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's a new day and age, ladies and gentlemen. Now I'm going to actually talk about some exciting stuff. So get ready for that. Uh, Of course, I just want to remind you guys. Go to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Give that page a like because guess what? If you have not had a chance to do that, then then you miss the big news. You miss the big announcement. You miss the big experience. And how long am I going to tease this? Well, not much longer. I just want to start off by saying here that I had something very, very cool that I experienced last weekend. Uh, if you've already liked the Facebook page and you already know about it, Uh, You would have noticed that there is a photo of me on there. And you may be saying, what's so exciting about that? There's plenty of photos of you. Well, it's not just me. It happens to be me and seven cast members from Dragon Ball Z. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Yes, you're not. you, You did hear me correctly. I actually met seven of the Dragon Ball cast members. And the reason why I say Dragon Ball Z is because not every single one of these people isn't super. But they're certainly all in Dragon Ball Z. So if you have not seen this yet, you want to head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Find the photo and you will see a photo of me with from left to right, Sonny Strait, a.k.a. the voice of Krillin and Bardock. OK, Josh Martin, the voice of Majin Buu, uh, Chris Rager, the voice of Mr. Satan, Kent Williams, the voice of Supreme Kai and Elder Kai. Uh, Cynthia Kranz, the voice of Chi Chi, Kara Edwards, the voice of Goten and Videl and Gotenks. The, she takes the lead on Gotenks. And also Tiffany Volumer, who is uh, the Dragon Ball Z Boma. You know, remember the one that I said was my favorite? <laughs> I, I said that early on. I said that, you know, there's no, I have no beef with Monica Real whatsoever. I mean, I, you know, I love this show that I'm willing to accept anyone new who comes along, but I'm always going to be partial to the voice actors that voice these characters when I first got into Dragon Ball Z, right? And Tiffany Volumer Wood is my Boma, so I got to meet her as well. So I have a photo with uh, all of those guys. So you're probably wondering what the hell is this? How did this happen? What's going on? Well, it's pretty simple. I'm sure most of you guys can figure it out. Well, I went to a con, right? <laughs> I went to a con. OK, there's a con called Geek Con that is in Shreveport, Louisiana. A lot of you guys know I'm actually located in the Baton Rouge area of Louisiana. That is about four or so hours away from where I am currently located. It's a con that I've known about for a while. I knew that that a portion of the Dragon Ball cast was going to be there, but I never really talked about it on here because I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I mean, it's just one of those things where like you just don't know. I mean, it's a four hour drive. You probably want to get a hotel. You got to buy a ticket to get there, etc. There was a lot of shit to consider. I'm still recovering from my wrist injury, just all kinds of stuff to consider. So it wasn't really until I think about a week or so 
a few days before the con that I even decided and realized I was going to be able to go. Okay, so sure enough, I was able to go. <laughs> okay, and so I'm just going to kind of talk for a few minutes just kind of about my experience at the con uh, as a whole. Uh, th just so you know, this is something that I was debating on saving for the Patreon. Okay, remember patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Okay, where I do my exclusive content, exclusive podcast episodes, exclusive videos, and etc. For those of you who want to become patrons on Patreon, but that would have been kind of messed up, right? Because this is, even though there was a lot of stuff going on at this con, the main reason that I went was to try to hopefully meet and get a photo with the Dragon Ball cast. Okay, so since it's mostly Dragon Ball related, I decided I was going to just talk about it on a regular episode of the podcast. So I hope you guys enjoy this. So, yeah, uh, I, I found out kind of early on that there would be at least seven cast members of Dragon Ball Z there. You know, I, I, I've been to a few cons. Anybody who kind of follows me and the things that I've done over the years, you know that I've done cosplay. I've done a kid flash cosplay. I do Louisiana Ghostbusters. I've been to several different cons. I'm not a big con guy, but if there is an exciting one that comes near me, I'll try to go to it if I'm a, if I'm able to. Right. And then I did Blurred Fest, which I went to as a vendor to promote the podcast. Right. So. Any opportunity that I have to kind of go out and do something cool and promote the podcast and talk Dragon Ball, I'm probably going to try to go to it. So I, I, I managed to make it out to this. And um, that's right. You know, it's not it's not it wasn't everyone, clearly. But this, as far as I am aware of, is the closest uh, to me that this many members of Dragon Ball have been in one place. Now, don't quote me on that. I don't catch everything. Sometimes I miss stuff. But I, I find it hard to pass up this opportunity. No, there's no Goku Vegeta there. There was no Sean Schimmel and Christopher Sabat, you know, but hey, you can't have everyone. Right. But uh, to have seven people in one place, that's pretty amazing. OK, and it takes all of these guys together is what makes this show so great. And I got to meet at least seven of the voice actors. So. I consider that a win <laughs> and also got a photo with them. And I also got to have a conversation with each one of them individually, with the exception of Kent Williams. OK, so I'm going to take you guys through the con experience. OK, I'm walking in. I'm walking around. I immediately immediately at the front of the con hall. <laughs> is the Dragon Ball crew. They have their own sort of section, their own booths. They're all kind of set up in the same area. So, of course, I'm just kind of looking over there, but I just I just kind of keep walking because, well, at this, I don't want to start off like that, right? I just got to the con. I need to walk around a little bit and build up the confidence to go over there and even try to hold a conversation. And it just wasn't, there wasn't a ton of people over there. They just kind of all seem to be having conversations and things like that. So I said, you know what, let me walk around for a while let me see what's up let me let me kind of get my bearings here and then hopefully i'll kind of work up the confidence to go over there and try to talk to some of these guys so i do that i make my way around i even go buy some art which is something i don't normally do at cons i mean i just decided hey i'm here i see something cool so i bought some pretty cool art uh they happen to be an artist whose name i can't remember at the moment but i bought three pieces of prints from this guy uh, yes, they were all geek related. Of course, <laughs> there were these prints. There was one that was a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers print that just and I'll, I'll take photos of these and I'll post them over in the 
the Facebook page so you guys can see what I'm talking about. There's a very cool Power Rangers one that has both the White Ranger and the Green Ranger in it. Of course, I'm talking about the original crew because that's the ones that I grew up on, the ones that I love. He also had a Thundercats, like the OG Thundercats print that he did. And last but not least, of course, he also had a Dragon Ball Z one that had Vegeta, Goku, Piccolo, Gohan, and Trunks on it. So I bought that. I'll post photos of all this stuff, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. You'll be able to see it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I do that. I go around, I mingle a little bit. You know, I have a people, if you notice in the photo, I'm wearing my actual podcast shirt. That's right. I'm that dude. <laughs> I'm that dude who's walking around GeekCon with his a shirt promoting himself on it because I don't give a shit. You know, why not? You know, I may not be around this many Dragon Ball fans again forever, so who knows? So I, I started a couple conversations with people and they noticed the podcast and I kind of talk about it and that kind of stuff. Shout out to anyone who's listening right now that I met at GeekCon. Thank you guys for tuning in and checking out the podcast. Talk to some very cool folks. Uh, so eventually I make my way back around to the Dragon Ball area. OK, I decide. All right. Now's now or never. Now's the time. And, you know, I'm not really sure what the, the official etiquette is for cons. I know that it kind of changes depending on where you're at and how many people are there and stuff. But the Dragon Ball area honestly did not have as many people as I thought it would have. So it made me feel a little bit better about just kind of walking up. If there were just lines going around the corner to get autographs and talk to these folks, I don't know if I would have done it. But it just happened to be a situation where it just wasn't that busy, which I, I don't know why not. I mean, I don't <laughs> do we do we not have as many Dragon Ball fans in Louisiana? Is this something that I'm just learning here that my home state does not have a ton of Dragon Ball fans? I mean, I would I certainly would have expected a lot more people to be there but you know it was kind of early and maybe they had already made their way through and people were just kind of walking around i don't know so i make my way over and the very first person that i stop and talk to is cynthia kranz okay cynthia kranz the voice of chi chi okay it's i can't tell you how surreal it was to actually walk up on these people and be like holy shit i've been listening to your voice <laughs> for 20 years you know, I mean, you got to remember that, I, you know, I don't like to talk about my age. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not like freaking old or anything, but I have been watching Dragon Ball for 20 years. <laughs> you know, I started when I was in high school and that's when I first got into it. OK. And these have been I mean, when I first you can listen to episode zero of the podcast, of course, if you want to hear me talk about Dragon Ball Z for almost two hours i talk about the entire freaking series i talk about all this stuff i talk about how i got into it all that episode zero of the podcast but just to give you a little bit of refresher of that um you know i, I start when i first started watching it it was the ocean dub okay canadian voice actors a completely different group of actors dragon ball z had a completely different group of voice actors when i first started watching it okay and then they would do this thing on Cartoon Network to where they would finish the entire first half of the season and then it would start over because they didn't they hadn't dubbed the rest of the show yet. So finally, they got to I think it was somewhere around the middle of the, the start of the Frieza arc. The show came back and all of a sudden had different voices all of a sudden. Like I specifically remember when that happened because I remember thinking, wow, OK, everyone sounds different now. The music is different. Okay, and that music ended up being the Bruce Falconer music, which I eventually fell in love with. 
but it was a little bit jarring because I was like, well, now everyone sounds different. Now, all of those new people that came in are the people that we now know as the definitive Dragon Ball voice cast. You know, we think about Goku, we think about Sean Schimmel, we think about Vegeta, we think about Christopher Sabat, we think about Krillin, we think about Sonny Strait, etc. And of course, when we think about Chi Chi, we think about Cynthia Kranz. Okay, so I here I am walking up on a woman whose voice I've heard many, many times throughout my life, throughout, of course, uh, all the Dragon Ball series. I mean, I don't know exactly what her involvement would have been in Dragon Ball when, you know, Chi Chi was like a kid. But certainly when Chi Chi grew up, you know, Cynthia Kranz basically handled all of that. And of course, she took over. Uh, from in Z from that point on. So we basically have had Cynthia Krantz as Chi Chi since then. Okay. So when you think about that loud, aggressive voice yelling at Goku, yelling at Gohan, <laughs> yelling at Goten, she's always yelling, but uh, that's Cynthia Krantz. So she was the first person I walked up to. And I, um, I think the first thing I, I kind of said to her was uh, there's been a major lack of Chi Chi in the Tournament of Power. <laughs> and she just laughed and she said, hey, I appreciate you taking notice of that because we got to remember, even though it kind of doesn't make any sense for Chi Chi to be involved in the Tournament of Power as a voice actor, that, that kind of sucks. Right. Because that means you're just not getting <laughs> you don't have anything to do. You don't really have any work. So we just kind of talked for a while. Of course, the pos- podcast came up because I'm wearing the T-shirt. And Miss Cynthia was actually very, very nice, very, very sweet. And she actually told me that if I sent her an email with some questions that she would actually she would answer the emails so I can read them on the podcast. And I thought that that was just the coolest thing because I didn't ask. You know, I was not about to walk up to these folks and just be like, oh, would you mind answering some questions for my podcast? Because once again, you know, you know, con etiquette, depending on where you are, certain things you don't do. Sometimes you don't just walk up to someone's booth and just talk to them without buying something. And I didn't I felt okay with doing that, though. I'm going to say I'm going to say this right now. I did not buy a single thing from any one of these individual guys. I did not ask for an autograph. I did not buy anything. But. I did buy the photo that I got with them. Okay, so I made sure I kind of mentioned that not not that they I'm not saying that they cared just for my own sort of I'm just like, hey, I bought a photo with you guys. So I'll see you a little bit later and we all get together and take a photo. So I felt, you know, it's like, okay, you know, it's not like I I spent some money (laughs) and it was 90 bucks. Okay, which is not that's not bad for you know a photo with seven dragon ball actors you know i you know that's i felt like that was a pretty good deal so she said she would she would uh she would answer some questions for me so i sat down i came up with some questions i also posted um a post on the facebook page which at this point is still active okay i don't know when i'm going to close this out but i don't want to wait too long because the con was already a couple of days ago and I don't want her to forget who I was <laughs> or anything. So I'm trying to get these questions to her so that I can read them on the next episode of the podcast. But I'm putting one of those questions out to you guys. And I want to know if you had one question to ask Cynthia Krantz, a.k.a. Chi Chi, what would it be? OK, so there's a post on the Facebook page right now and I'm taking questions. OK, and I'll pick the best one. And I will include that in my questions and I'll send that email over to Cynthia and hopefully she'll have the time and will still be able to respond. And then I can come back on the next episode or the next one, just depending. And uh, and we can kind of answer, read her responses. Okay, so if you have a question for Miss Cynthia Krantz, 
do me a favor, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Find the post and uh, give me a question. Give me a good question there to ask. OK, so that that blew my mind because this was the first person I even talked to. And I'm thinking, wow, already I'm setting up an interview with one of the Dragon Ball cast members. I mean, you know, it's kind of surreal for me as someone who's been coming here every single week for two years talking about Dragon Ball. Never once did I actually talk to anyone in the cast. Like, I'm not I guess I'm just not big enough for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's OK. Like, I. I'm a fan like everybody else, and I've always hopefully presented myself as that. And uh, so that's just what I do here It's just the kind of show that I run. So I'm not trying to necessarily be the end all be all sort of overlord of Dragon Ball like some of these other people. You know, I'm just a dude who likes Dragon Ball and you guys seem to like listening to me talk about it. So it's very fun talking to these these folks about it. Okay, and then I went over to Tiffany Vollmer, who, of course, is the OG Boma, Dragon Ball Z Boma, Dragon Ball Boma, the Boma that most of us still remember yelling, you know, at Vegeta and 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 slapping Master Roshi and calling him a pervert and all that kind of stuff. Boma being abandoned on planet Namek and turning into, and, you know, and with Captain Ginyu and the frog and all that. This was the actress who was there for all of that. And I think the first thing I said, no, I know the first thing I said to her was, well, I mean, with the exception of hello, how you doing? You know, I said, you're my favorite Boma. And she just lit up. <laughs> she let up and she said, oh, wow, where well, you're you're starting off this conversation. Very great. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm you know, obviously I've said that many times on this podcast. And once again, that's not I'm not slighting anybody like I appreciate Monica Riel. Like, you know, I, I appreciate everybody who's on the show, but she you know, I just prefer Tiffany Vollmer. So that I have my preferences. <laughs> that's not a crime, right? So I talked to her for a while. We also talked about the podcast. You know, we just kind of talked about um, some of her her sort of uh, recent sort of things that she's getting involved in and that kind of stuff. So very, very cool conversation there. Uh, I didn't want to take anyone's time up for too long. So then I just kind of moved along and then I went over to let's see. Kent Williams was actually sort of next in line, I think. But he I don't know. He just seemed to be very. uh busy like he, he he was he was sort of engaged in a conversation already whereas everyone else was just kind of you know just kind of hovering around their booths and just kind of checking everything out and they just seemed a little bit more available so i didn't get a chance to talk to kent uh but of course he was there and and, and uh, i will say this about kent and because there was a panel okay i'll get into that a little bit later but they actually did do a panel um he is the one person that sounds the most like his character with just his regular voice. OK, so imagine just kind of standing by and hearing Supreme Kai have a conversation right? because his his regular voice is not that different from Supreme Kai's voice. Now, he also does Elder Kai, though. So the guy clearly has some talent there because I would have never assumed that that was the same voice actor who did both. OK. So then I make my way over to Chris Rager, okay, who does the voice of Mr. Satan, and he was just a, he's just a super chill dude, man, and he's just he's just funny, you know. You, you can kind of tell a person who's just kind of genuinely funny when you just when you walk up, you know. And it's not because he's putting on a show; he's just kind of being himself. It's just sort of this genuine sort of like humor that comes out of that. And so we started talking a little bit. I think I asked him something about 
Hercule. Uh, well, yeah, I say I say Hercule because a lot of people know him as Hercule. But of course, Mr. Satan being sort of not involved in a tournament of power. And we just kind of talked a little bit about that. And he said, in his opinion, his very strong opinion of which I'm not sure if it's, it's, it's based in any sort of conversations that he's had with, with, with anyone at Toei or anything like this. But he says that, hey, okay, so we all remember when Majin Buu was supposed to be in a tournament of power, right? I mean, they pretty much set it up for him to be there. They had him in the opening credits and then all of a sudden he fell asleep. And they threw Frieza in there, right? <laughs> he said, in his opinion, once again, I don't know if this is based on anything, but he seemed pretty convinced that the reason why they did not put Majin Buu in the Tournament of Power is because it would be hard to justify anyone defeating him. And the more I thought about that, the more it kind of made sense. I've talked many, many times, okay, okay, especially in episode zero, about the sort of ridiculous nature <laughs> of Majin Buu's abilities. Okay, I feel like he's definitely the most overpowered villain in the history of Dragon Ball, even till this day. You know, I mean, obviously they just started making shit up with Majin Buu. It's like, oh wait, he's wait, he's really really fat, and he can turn people into chocolate, and then now, but when he the he he got angry because a dog got killed, and then he split and spit out a skinnier, more evil version of himself. But then wait, the evil version of himself turned the other version into chocolate, and then ate him, and then he turned into another version of himself. Doesn't that sound like the most ridiculous character in the history of all anime? <laughs> and then on top of that, oh wait, once the fat version is released, he turns into a smaller, more evil version of himself. Not only that, he can absorb other people and then he takes on their appearance when he absorbs them. And then he's basically fucking invincible because he can bend, he can twirl, he can shape shift. <laughs> I mean, how do you beat something like that? At the end of the day, it end up just be taking a Super Saiyan three. No, it was a Super Saiyan one spirit bomb from Goku, right? Um, but they had to get the freaking power of every person on the planet to be able to do it, right? So how would you justify putting that character? Okay, even though it's not the exact same character, okay, quote unquote, fat boo and evil boo are not this kid boo are not really exactly the same, but they still have the same abilities and stuff like that. So you can kind of have to apply that to an determine of power. How would that work out? Right. The good news is that you wouldn't you don't have to actually kill anybody to determine a power to win. You just have to knock him out. So maybe they could have found a way to knock Boo out, but it probably would have been kind of hard with his range of abilities. Right. So that was Chris <laughs> Rager's sort of opinion on that. So we talked about that for a little bit. Very cool. And of course, right next to him, which also happens to be his best friend in real life, is something that I found out was Josh Martin. OK, the voice of Majin Boo. So here we have Mr. Satan. And Majin Buu, which are best friends in Dragon Ball. And their voice actors are best friends in real life. Isn't that some crazy shit? <laughs> so I talked a little bit with Josh, not for too long. Um, yeah, <laughs> not for too long. And then I moved on to Kara Edwards, okay, who's the voice of Videl Goten. Uh, Gotenks, which Gotenks is a combination of two of both actresses, I believe. Right. I mean, uh, but she also she kind of takes she mentioned in the panel that she takes the lead on Gotenks. So I guess that means that she records her her dialogue first and then the new voice actress for Trunks goes in and does it and matches it. Maybe 
but this woman is was just a ray of sunshine. Very pleasant to talk to. Very nice. Everybody was super nice. Uh, we talked a little bit about, um, you know, I mentioned the podcast once again. She thought it was very interesting that I did a podcast. She did ask me. She said, are you one of the nice podcasters and i said oh wow there's not there's no nice ones like i i mean i know look i know that there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of shit to talk about you know um dragon ball and english dub you know i'm clearly i'm not one of those people you know i don't talk there's a difference between talking shit and just like giving your honest opinion on something and i said no i said i don't think so i mean i think i'm pretty nice but I, i told her i'm honest i said if you listen to my podcast if I don't like something, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I said, I don't like every single episode of Dragon Ball Super, but I love the series. Right. And, 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 and that's something I've talked about before. I feel like, you know, it's just like family members, right? You love your family members, but you don't like them all the time. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I said, I said, my podcast is very honest, but I don't just bash people for no reason. When, and, and I guess that she, she was kind of, insinuating that there are some youtubers or i don't know podcasters or something that are just like really shitting on the english cast and uh i don't know you know i've never done that because there i obviously i only watch the english dub right because i love the english dub so i'm not clearly i'm very happy with everyone who, who works on the show and does the voices on the show and nine times out of ten if i'm complaining about something it has nothing to do with the voice actors it's a writing thing it's an animation thing, right? <laughs> so we talked about that for a little bit. Uh, we talked about hers just sort of being the longest uh, running voice actress for uh, Goten. I believe that was something that we talked about a little bit. Uh, and it was just a super, just a super sort of pleasant conversation. Uh, overall, there was some very cool stuff that she revealed later on in the panel, um, which I'm not going to talk too much about the panel because honestly, a lot of the panel was just your typical sort of stuff. Like, I mean, it was it was a Q&A panel. I should say that. So all of the content that was discussed was based on questions from the audience. No, I did not ask a question. OK, I know I should have. Trust me, I was sitting there for the entire panel trying to think of a good question, because if you guys know me, you know, I'm not going to get up there and ask something stupid. I'm not going to ask these people the same questions they get asked all the time. (laughs) Okay, that's just not me as someone who does a podcast and kind of likes to get a little bit more deep when I'm when I'm sort of evaluating and criticizing the the episodes and things like that. I feel like if I'm going to ask a question, it has to be a really sort of good question. And I just could not for the life of me think of a good question. So I didn't. Uh, I might play a little bit of the audio from the panel, though. OK, just so you guys can kind of get an idea of some of that. It's not great. I mean, I played, you know, I use my phone to sort of record a little bit of it. But just so you guys can have a little bit of a taste of what it was like for me to sit there, do the panel and hear them kind of talk about things. I give you a little bit of taste of that. But she did say one of the coolest things that Kara Edwards, I think, mentioned during the panel, because this is something that I also talked about uh, in early episodes of Dragon Ball Super. I made several comments about what happened to Goten's voice. Why does he sound different now all of a sudden? Why does he sound more like a baby? <laughs> you know, because Goten had a very distinctive sort of voice in Dragon Ball Z. You know, you, it was uh, it was definitely Kara voicing her, him. But there was this gravelly sort of 
thing that was in his voice then that is missing in Super. So she happened to elaborate on that during the panel. And what she said was, is that whenever she agreed to come back to Super, okay, because she was obviously contacted by Chris Sabat, uh, Sabat, and uh, I don't know how I still do that. I still say Sabat on accident. <laughs> uh, about returning as Goten and Videl, but the Goten voice was so hard on her voice. You know, it just took, it was a very, it was an incredibly difficult voice to do. So he told her that, hey, if you come back, you can do the voice however you want to do it. So that is how and why Goten sounds different in Dragon Ball Super than the way he sounded in Dragon Ball Z. And she said it herself. It says she thinks like a lot of people don't even think it's her. And I wasn't sure about it either in the beginning until I read the credits and said it's the same voice actress. She just does the voice differently because it's a lot easier on her voice to do what she was doing in Z. And I think that that's fair. I think it's fair. I mean, no one wants anyone to suffer any sort of permanent vocal cord damage just from doing and and, and and we all know that these guys have it hard enough right <laughs> with all the yelling and screaming and grunting and stuff they have to do all the time so perfectly fine but i thought that that was a very cool thing that she managed to point out so then i moved over to last but not least oh the one guy that i was the most intimidated to, to walk up to and that was mr sonny straight the voice of krillin okay mostly known as krillin but also of course bardock and uh, uh, obviously, I don't. I shouldn't have to mention that these guys do a lot of different voices, okay? <laughs> Outside of Dragon Ball and on Dragon Ball, like either lesser-known characters they've done, but these are the main ones that they're known for, okay? So I walk up to Sunny Straight, and the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, uh, "Excuse me, let me just get a second to." Uh... <laughs> I mean, I was the biggest freaking geek. I was like, "Let me just have a second to uh, to breathe." And collect myself and he was just like hey man he was like how you doing what's your name <laughs> so i told him my name and then i i instantly relaxed you know i'm not one who gets like starstruck like i don't if you guys know anything about me i've been around quote unquote celebrities before and as an actor and as a writer and things like that and i don't but i mean i'm walking up to the voice of krillin you know one of the biggest characters in dragon ball z certainly and one of the most beloved characters in the entire series right and I've, I've i've quoted this guy so many times i've heard his voice so many times i've even done impressions of some of these characters if you guys have not seen my <laughs> my impressions video i did 25 impressions of dragon ball z characters you can find it on my facebook and on the youtube so i just i have a lot of respect for this gentleman as an actor okay so then he and i start getting into a conversation we talk about the podcast a little bit we talk about um we talk about Dragon Ball Super. He asked me, he said, what do you think? Uh, do you think there's going to be a new series after this one? And I'm thinking to myself is that, man, if you don't know, then I guess <laughs> because the thing is that none of these people know at this point. Right. They don't know if there's going to be another Dragon Ball series or not. Uh, even so, they don't even know if they're going to do it. They don't know if they're going to be involved because that's those are decisions that are made later on. You know, Toei decides whether or not they want to come back and make another Dragon Ball Z series or Dragon Ball Super or whatever they want to call it. And then later on, they decide whether or not they want to license out the dubs to these companies like Funimation. OK, and then Funimation has to decide whether or not they want to do it or are able to do it. And then they have to go ask each individual voice actor if they're available and want to return. So there's all sorts of 
channels that have to kind of be flipped through to to kind of get to that point. So I asked him, I said, I said, well, I guess you would know or would you not know? He said, no, I said, I have no idea. He said, but all he knows is that he's he's definitely he he had just recorded the final his his final lines for Dragon Ball Super. Okay, so beyond uh, what's going, you know, episode one thirty one, no one really knows what's going to happen in terms of Dragon Ball coming back. But I'm definitely getting the impression that you know, remember there was a rumor for a while that uh, they were going to come back with some sort of simultaneous Japanese English dub release of a new series well that's there's no way that's gonna happen i mean we're so close to the end of super at this point that we would have already heard something about that had it was going to happen and these guys certainly would have known about it and i don't think they would have gone out of their way to say that they didn't know anything about it or hadn't heard anything about it because they even elaborated it more on during the panel uh about that so you know who knows so you know just going back to the sort of the conversation about what's going to happen with the podcast in terms of all that stuff well right now we're still on track to end at episode 131 okay so we got about seven episodes left of dragon ball super about seven episodes left of uh rock the dragon podcast but i gotta say that this is one hell of a way to close it out um with me being able to sort of meet uh, a lot of my voice acting heroes here as well as uh, being able to, to to talk about it with you guys and hopefully get some a few questions answered by Cynthia Kranz. So once again, if you have one question you'd like to ask Chi Chi, go to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast, find the post, comment on it, uh, and then I'll find a good one and then I'll try to put it in that email and see if we can get that answered for episode 125. All in all, I have to say that it was a great, great, great experience meeting these guys. Uh, later on, I did go get a photo, you know, at a certain amount of time or at a certain time, you know, I had to go get in line and I had a conversation with two other Dragon Ball fans that was standing directly in front of me. If you guys happen to hear this, uh, I'm sorry, I don't even think I got your names, but <laughs> two very, very nice people, cool people from Texas that drove in just to meet the Dragon Ball folks. We had some good conversations. They, they said they would check out the podcast. So I want to say thank you to you guys being super cool and just let me, you know, talk to you about Dragon Ball for a little bit while we waited in line. And I hope you guys got your photo and it came out well. Uh, I'm pretty happy with my photo. The one that's online is is I took a photo of a photo and I hate having to do that because that just the quality is not that great. But honestly, the people that were taking the photo didn't really they didn't tell us or they didn't tell me that it cost $10 extra to get a digital version. And by the time I found that out, it was too damn late. Okay. So <laughs> the version that I have on a Facebook page is the, of a photo of a photo, but you can still see everything and you can see me standing there. And it's just a pretty cool moment, pretty cool bucket list sort of a thing. Yes. I would still like to hopefully meet more cast members. Of course. I mean, of course I'd still like to meet Sean and Chris and, you know, even Jason Douglas, who is probably my favorite voice actor in Super right now, just as Beerus, because I feel like he's just always good. There's never a moment when I'm listening to Beerus's voice and I'm like, ah, oh, that could have been done better. <laughs> it just it just doesn't happen like that. I mean, it's just it's always been great. I mean, there's obviously a lot of great voice actors on this show. Um, I'm not one to to kind of venture outside of my state to go and follow these sort of things. I mean. You know, if I had the budget for that, I'd do it, you know, but I don't. 
<laughs> so if you'd like to see me do that kind of thing and get into more of these cons and sort of like maybe get some interviews with some people well that's what that patreon's for patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast which you need to check out go sign up over there i don't know how long that patreon is going to go but i'm just i'm definitely going to push it through the, the end of super and hopefully we can get some more people signed up over there i just posted some new content uh for august of course uh just kind of a reminder of what that is uh i you know i i, I talked about san diego comic-con 2019 I did a whole hour long episode where I talked about the things, the announcements there and the exciting sort of things that I that I that I, that I found to be exciting and kind of gave my opinions on those. And I also did a Rock the Dragon, uh, Rock the Dragon podcast theater presents installment for the history of trunks. OK, that's posted there where you get to watch the history of trunks along with me and hear my commentary. And then most recently, I actually posted some Dragon Ball Fighters matches. OK, so I had a select group of interesting Dragon Ball Fighters matches that are um, <clears throat> that I recorded. And then I went back and did commentary of each one. And there's some interesting stuff over there. So there's a lot, lot more there, though, than uh, what I just listed. So once again, Patreon.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast. If you'd like to see that info and get all the exclusive uh, content. Uh, just a few more sort of small things I wanted to mention about the con because once again, it was mostly about Dragon Ball for me, but I did actually buy some art. I went and looked around at some cool things. I met some cool people. Uh, I had some conversations that were very, very cool. Um, it was a good time. It was a very good time. I did not cosplay. Uh, well, because, well, you know, with the wrist and everything, it's just kind of crazy. And I just didn't feel like really dealing with all of that. But but overall, fantastic experience. Checked out. Check out GeekedCon in Shreveport, Louisiana. If you're uh, next year, maybe you're in the area looking for a good con to go check out. Uh, they got this many Dragon Ball people this time. So who knows? Maybe next time they'll get more. Who knows? But I will have once again some photos from the con. I did capture some video. Of certain things I, it's not a lot of video we'll see if i can piece together something decent from it some of that video is from the dragon ball z panel so i'll probably either include some audio here of that or um you know what i will include some audio from that okay i don't know what it's going to be <laughs> so but i'm going to include some right now just a couple of minutes you know listen it's not going to be great because there's not going to be any introductions of who's speaking and stuff like that. But just so you kind of have an idea of what it was like, I'll just give you a little bit of a taste of it uh, right here. What is your thoughts on the live action of the Dragon Ball movie? The evolution was amazing. That was the best movie ever made. Man, that was so it was awesome. Another Citizen Kane, really. I can't believe they didn't make a sequel. Like, really? Like, three sequels on that one. That was a good, yeah, no, good it was. It wasn't that good, was it? No, it's terrible. It was awful. I remember getting people calling me and going, are you going to be in the new Dragon Ball Z live action movie? And I'm like, yeah, no. No, thanks. No, I was mad that we were It's almost like they never even saw the show. We've been in it. It didn't even have Mr. Satan. No. Or Krillin. Right? It barely had a pickle or whatever that guy was. Yeah. I like that guy, though. I like him. The actor? He the played Spike from Buffy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Poor guy. He, he said that they didn't even want him to be green. He, said he insisted that their Piccolo be green. And they said, okay, if you've got to be green. He's Piccolo. 
questions. Yeah, we're, we all feel like for you your question. Thank you. Big mess Thank up. You Thanks for bringing up that. Thanks for coming. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you all. Thank you Okay, so obviously the clip I decided to, to go with there is the uh, the cast kind of reacting to uh, <laughs> a fan asking them of what their impression of the, uh, oh man, we, we really don't even do, are we going to talk about it? Not, no. Uh, well, Dragon Ball Evolution, okay? The live action movie that happened, <laughs> which I don't know how many of you guys actually saw that, you know, that, but I, I've been, I, you know, I've been teasing that for a while that I was going to do a commentary track for Dragon Ball Evolution I never got around to doing that, but I'm thinking I'll I'll try to I'll see if I can make that happen somehow, and uh, maybe do it on the Patreon, okay? Because you best believe if I'm if I'm gonna watch that movie again, somebody's gonna be paying me to do it, <laughs> because that's how bad it is, okay? In in addition to that, it it takes forever to export that sort of stuff, you know? Like just for example, doing Rock the Dragon podcast theater with the history of Trunks which is probably like a 40 minute video probably took like four hours just to export that. And then it takes like three hours to upload it because it's like HD video and it's audio and it's all this stuff. So, you know, I'll try to do that, but that'll be something that I think I'll get to if, you know, if I can get up, if I can get to, I don't know, 15 patrons, which now I have six or seven, I think if I can get to about 15 over there, I'll do that. How about that? Maybe that's something I can set up there, I, you know, but it's, it's going to have to be worth it because it'd be a lot of work to do that the way that I would want to do it. If you guys want to see that, I don't know. But as you can tell, <laughs> the cast, obviously not very thrilled with that film. So you can just kind of take that for what it is. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions, concerns or comments about anything that I just any of that stuff there, uh, hit me up. Rock the Dragon podcast at gmail.com. We have an email segment here called What Are You Saying? Okay, so we're going to switch over. No, you know what? We're not going to switch over that, actually. I do have several emails that I want to read. I also have some video, uh, audio emails from uh, Ricky, which if you've been listening for a while. You know, every now and then I get an audio email from Ricky asking some questions, clearing up some things, etc. We're going to have that. That's going to come after the episode talk because I, I'm, we're almost, you know, we're 42 minutes into this thing and I haven't even gotten to the episode yet. <laughs> so I don't want to put it off any longer. So I'm just going to put them, I'm going to move the emails to the end, which sometimes I do anyway, right? I just kind of move it around to wherever I feel like moving it. That's the power of having your own show, right? Okay. So with that being said, uh, we're going to switch over to the episode talk for this week. Okay. So of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast, episode 124. It's going to cover episode 124 of Dragon Ball Super titled A Storm and Stress Assault, Gohan's Last Stand. Okay, interesting title for sure, without a doubt. We have to remember here that we're um, coming right off of an episode where Vegeta pretty much pretty much just reached a new level, a level of his own sort of, uh, you know, um, his own sort of unique transformation for himself. And then we kind of ended with he and Goku kind of teaming up and just kind of going with this new sort of onslaught against Jiren, which didn't really do anything. And that's kind of where they start this episode at. They're saying that, hey, um, you know, we just kind of gave him all. We, we gave him everything we had. Well, maybe not everything, but they they just they just definitely hit him with this big onslaught and it didn't really do much. OK, and, and now Beerus is saying that it's kind of up to you guys at this point. If you can't stop him then we're pretty much doomed right because hell we've got 
obviously the strongest we've seen both of these characters in terms of i guess they're sort of there's at least with their super saiyan blue forms right now we also know that clearly goku still has ultra instinct right i don't think we've seen the last of that the question is at this point is that how is it going to be triggered the next time around but for now this is kind of the best we've got and that's not bad we've got super saiyan blue kaoken goku and super saiyan blue vegeta whatever we're officially calling this transformation <laughs> okay and they're driving them back they're making some pretty good headway with them we get some commentary from the grand zenos which i always love and then of course they go back in with a with a with a with a mix they're putting the mix on jiren and they both unleashed a kamehameha and a final flash sort of at the same time um and then and then we're just kind of standing there waiting for the dust to settle to see what happens and of course it just didn't really do anything you know <laughs> i mean how freaking strong is jiren and everyone else is kind of comment commenting on it as well and they're just like how did he withstand all of that so he he unleashes this sort of blast where he's just kind of he blows up this mountain that he's in and then he's just kind of standing there and in, in, in anger jiren mode um and he says a valiant effort you've shown me the true extent of your power meanwhile this guy is not even elite. he's not even dirty you know how a lot of times when the dragon ball characters get into fights they'll at least get dirty like they'll have like a, a ripped sleeve or some dirt on their face or something jiren is just looking like <laughs> like he's just not like he just woke up you know what i mean so but it looks like he's starting to sort of release his his power here his true power at least that's what dispo leads us to believe he says that all right looks like jiren's starting to turn it up so now it's time for me to turn it up and i guess while he was standing there watching the fight frieza was just not doing shit because frieza is just standing over there and then they they get back into it okay now frieza saying shall we wrap up this little play date of ours i applaud you for your formidable speed because they've obviously been talking a lot about dispo's speed it's not about the strength as much here with this guy. It's definitely the speed. But Frieza comments and says, do you remember what Goku told you earlier? Your moves are very predictable and straightforward. Okay, so he's got this super speed, but it's getting to the point to where Frieza can, can kind of predict what he's going to do. But then Dispo says, hey, guess what? I can move even faster. So he kind of turns up the speed and then he's, he's actually becoming, he's giving Frieza kind of a run for his money here. They kind of going at it. Frieza's, you know, taking his, shooting some little blasts at him. Not really connecting. Uh, Dispo's just kind of dodging and then they just kind of get into it again. Dispo releases this, what does he call this thing? An energy ring or something. He puts some kind of energy ring around Frieza. Circle Flash. Okay, he uses that's a very cool name, by the way. <laughs> the more I watch Dispo fight, the more I wonder why they didn't include him in Dragon Ball Fighters instead of maybe some other characters they did include. But maybe they didn't want to get too deeply into the terminal power, right? Yeah, I mean they got they put Jiren in there, but I don't. Whatever, I don't know. So anyway, he does the Circle Flash. Um, it kind of explodes on Frieza. He kind of poses after the fact. He says, that's enough or we're done or something, something cool, some cool little tagline. 
to throw out there, but it doesn't really do much. Okay, but he thinks that it gives him an opportunity to kind of ease in on Frieza. Uh, but Frieza just catches his hand with that tail, and it just kind of shows him, hey, you know, you're doing a lot here, and I appreciate it, but you're very predictable, and it's not really going anywhere. So at this point, we get a moment where Frieza starts to sort of pitch an idea here to Dispo. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen. At this point, Frieza's still trying to... <laughs> He's still trying to double cross Universe 7. Or is he trying to maybe play up some angle of some sort? You know? So basically what he's saying here is is that <clears throat> you know, whatever you're doing right now, even if you manage to eliminate me, you're gonna be so exhausted by the time you do it that you're gonna get eliminated pretty easily. And there's no guarantee at this point that Jiren, as strong as that, as strong as he is, will be able to get rid of Goku and Vegeta in the remaining minutes and he says something about those monkeys being super resilient and i just laughed out loud when he said it okay so he's saying that if you would like to help me okay by wishing me if you guys win the tournament of power you wish me back to life and i will help you win in exchange he doesn't really go into detail about exactly what it is he's going to do or how he's going to help them win and we don't even know if, Jir if, if, if Frieza is absolutely serious here. We go over to the sidelines. Even Beerus and Krillin are commenting on it. They're saying, oh, he double crosses us again. But like Krillin is saying that we don't know. This could be a thing like he did with Frost. Where he's just talking shit. <laughs> we don't know. And my whole thing is, is that I, I feel like I believe the offer that Frieza is making here. But I kind of don't understand why he's making it. Right. Because if I remember correctly. His whole sort of condition for even joining the Tournament of Power to begin with is that if Universe 7 wins, he'll get wished back to life. Right. So why would he go to the opposite universe and make the? Oh, well, OK, I think I just figured it out. Duh. So that no matter who wins, he gets wished back. <laughs> right. But 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 when it, but no, 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 because here's the thing why would you sabotage your own universe when if they win they're going to wish you back so what's the point of going to the other universe to do that why wouldn't you just help the universe that you i guess at this point he's probably thinking that universe seven's probably not going to win he's probably thinking that you know with jiren and all of his power it's probably not going to happen so he's obviously trying to set up some sort of a scenario where no matter who wins, he gets wished back. But here's the thing, they can they can hear him, <laughs> right? They can they can hear him. Beerus can hear everything Frieza's saying. So it stands to reason that if Universe Seven won this, or sorry, if um, well yeah, if Universe Seven wins, they're probably not going to allow them to keep that condition because he just tried to double cross them. Right. But we all know that Frieza comes back because he's in the Broly movie. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting to lose my own sense of train of thought here. Just getting too deeply into this shit. Anyway, uh, he's basically trying to double cross him in this moment. He, he presents Dispo with this offer, this opportunity sort of thing. Uh, I did not think for one second that Dispo was going to go for this. Uh, these fighters in Universe 11, the Pride Troopers, have proven themselves to be that they are actually good guys. You know, they're, they're kind of they're being presented as adversaries here of Universe 7. But this is just a tournament. This is a tournament. Not everyone here is a bad guy. They're fighting for survival at this point. Right. 
So, but that doesn't sort of put the integrity of these characters at, you know, well, anybody can sort of be manipulated. But if there's any universe that has stuck to their guns from the start, it's been these guys. So the Pride Troopers, you know, Dispo says, no, your motives are obviously despicable. <laughs> You're trying to play me, hoping that you alone can survive the seventh's fate. But I don't make deals with evildoers like you. Boom. You know, and that's Dispo, man. He's kind of sticking to his guns, which I can appreciate. Freezer's like, hey, oh, well, I gave you an opportunity, so it really is a pity. And then we get that creepy looking demonic shot with those flame like aura just starts to develop around here. And we know that he's finally going to his golden form, which I've always said, hey, we can't take this fight seriously knowing that Frieza has another form. OK, so now we can really see what's going on here. So he goes up to golden Frieza form, which aesthetically is a transformation. I actually rather enjoy seeing. Like it's the, the way they animate that and draw it just looks very cool. So we're standing there. We've got Golden Frieza, which really doesn't appear to be a big deal immediately because Dispo pretty much runs up on Frieza and punches him in the face. <laughs> OK, but then Frieza comes back with a pretty strong punch and we can see this this um, this change in power. OK, so now he's just Dispo speed doesn't seem to really matter much at this point. Frieza just pretty much. Uh, putting them hands on them. Frieza makes some comments about hoping or that you were faster than that. But then we get this moment where Dispo stands up and the way that they draw it is kind of, you know, he's kind of standing there with his head down and his, the front is kind of in shadow. So you can't really see his face. So we know that something's going on here. We, we don't know if he's about to transform or what. We know something's happening here with Dispo because uh, they don't just draw the characters like that for nothing. <laughs> okay, so he kind of starts to power up a little bit. He has this 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 purple sort of energy aura that develops. Uh, there's some comments from other people about him starting to kind. Obviously, he's he's turning the tides a little bit here. Freezer rushes in. That super speed that Dispo has kicks in. He blocks a punch and encounters with his own. And just gets Freezer right in the nose, you know, and then they just start going at it again. Just going at it. Okay. But now Dispo's speed is, uh, you know, who knows how much higher it actually went up to at this point. But Freezer's having to move pretty quick to, to dodge these, uh, these punches at this point. Uh, the Supreme Kai from Universe 11 mentions that. This is Dispo's super light speed mode that Dispo just went into. Okay. And the, the Zenos are saying at this point, they can't even see what's going on, which is not. I feel like they've mentioned that before. So I don't I don't know why they're so surprised now that these fighters can move fast enough. I mean, it, it's still not. A little, I still don't really understand how anyone can be fast enough to where. The Grand Zenos can't see them. I mean, aren't they the most powerful <laughs> beings in existence? Okay, whatever. I guess it's just it just goes to show, right? Even they don't know how powerful some of the people are in their in their multiverse. Uh, so they're moving too fast. Even the God Pads can't keep up with them. Grand Minister says, "Sorry, you know, I'll make sure the next generation of God Pad, you know." could keep up with the high speeds and it's just it's kind of silly but it's also kind of funny right 
So we go back and we see that they're mixing and and, and Dispo's just kind of slowly pushing Frieza toward the edge. So much so with Gohan and 17 who were previously fighting top take notice. Gohan is thinking, okay, I need to get over there and help Frieza because he's about to get knocked out. Okay. So he does that. He kind of jumps in at the last second. Uh, kind of saves Frieza from getting knocked out. Frieza says some stuff about, you know, you know, I, I, I would, you, it's kind of risky coming over here. You sure you want to fight for someone who with such an admittedly spotty record in the trust department? That was a pretty bad Frieza impression. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, so he, <laughs> he says, hey, how do you know I won't betray you for real this time? And Gohan says, if you do, I will end you myself. And man, I love when they say that kind of stuff <laughs> on the show. I don't know if Gohan could do it, but I like that he said it, right? They, Gohan hasn't had much time to shine here. I don't think we haven't seen much of his power, unless I'm forgetting something, you know, it stands to reason at this point he's still kind of just Mystic Gohan mode, which is very powerful. But is it more powerful than Golden Frieza at this point? I don't know. Anyway, so they're going to kind of team up on Dispo at this point, okay? Because it's obvious that he's being overwhelmed. Frieza's being overwhelmed by Dispo's speed. So it seemed, I, I suppose, to be advantageous at this point strategically to let 17 deal with Top and switch over and help. Frieza. Okay, and these are the kind of strategic moves that I wanted to see in a in a, a team based battle, which we didn't get a lot of this in the beginning, but now that we're getting down to the nitty gritty into the final sort of minutes here, we're starting to see a lot of this stuff really start to take off. Okay, so the idea here is <clears throat> is that uh, they're going to kind of come up with a strategy here to kind of double team Dispo. Because we get a few quick scenes here where it's just they're just kind of showing that Dispo is clearly too fast for even Gohan and Frieza at this point. So Gohan suggests let's fence him in and limit his range. And he says if we can cut down the amount of ground he's got to work with, that should make it easier to catch up to him. Um, so they're kind of making an arrangement here. We're gonna we're gonna try to fence in Dispo. We're gonna limit. But it does make sense. Okay, he's super fast. They can't really hit him. But if they limit to where he can move to that'll at least take away some of his speed okay so we get a moment here where dispo catches gohan with a, an elbow and then frieza releases this massive sort of multi-beam fenced sort of laser beam technique <laughs> i don't know what to call it okay but it looks like his usual sort of death beams but there's just a ton of them now and they're coming out of every finger instead of one but it's it's making this sort of uh, laser beam sort of prison to where if you're not careful, you can get knocked into one of these things and then you're going to be in pain. And the bad side to this is, is that if Gohan, you know, he can't escape either. But the good news is, is that it, it, it limits Dispo's range. He can't just kind of run all over the place like he's been doing before. OK, but it's made to be clear very quickly here that this is not an easy technique for Frieza to maintain and I do appreciate the fact that they did that because if you're going to showcase this brand new ability all of a sudden that we haven't seen him use the, the immediate question is going to be well, why hasn't he done that before or why does you know why did he take so long to do it I love when they say well this is something that he can do but he can't do it forever and it makes sense right all of these beams and then they're constantly streaming out of his fingers 
stands to reason that that would take a very big toll on his power. Okay, so we get a pretty cool moment here. Um, Gohan says, it's my, it's my intention to knock you out. And he gives this really big gut punch to Dispo, knocks him back. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of cool because it's creating like this very surreal sort of looking environment where we've got all the laser beams coming down and they're going in with these close up shots where they're kind of when they're rushing each other and fighting at close range. Who would have thought that Gohan would have gotten involved in this fight? Like, I would have not predicted that. I would have thought that this was going to be a Frieza Dispo fight to the end. Frieza was going to go golden and then was somehow going to knock Dispo out. Okay. Now, obviously, that happens here, but not in a way that I would have predicted. So, Gohan getting involved in this was definitely a surprise to me. So, once again, they're sort of reiterating the fact that Frieza can't maintain this technique for too long. Okay, so it's, it's coming down to the point now to where it's kind of up to Gohan to try to figure something out, try to finish Dispo in some way, because, man, they, especially when you do these wide shots, you can see just how many of these laser beams they are. So Dispo gets knocked into a bunch of them, and this is Gohan's moment to kind of rush in there and I guess get him with a good enough punch to knock him out. But at the last second, Frieza lets go of the attack and uh dispo is able to sort of move out of the way okay and man it's kind of surreal watching frieza give his all for something like that that's kind of <laughs> unless that was just a part of this i don't know it's a little bit confusing was all of that a part of the, the strategy as well because the second he does that gohan goes behind him grabs dispo Frieza says, hey, your time in the bleachers will be here soon enough. Okay, and Gohan restrains Dispo. Frieza hits them both with a blast, and they are both knocked out. Both of them. Gohan and Dispo eliminated from the Tournament of Power. Okay. I would have not predicted this. I think we talked about this a little bit. I didn't, you know, I thought Gohan would have lasted longer because he just, in my opinion, didn't really get a true moment to shine. Um, he is being sort of consoled by his teammates here. Piccolo is saying, Hey, if you would have let him get away, man, he would have knocked both y'all out. Cause he's just too damn fast, <laughs> but I wanted more out of Gohan and I'm a little bit disappointed. You know, obviously I don't know what's going to happen for the remainder of the tournament, but uh, I think it's safe to assume that Gohan's out of this thing now because once you're out, you're out, right? And I'm just, I feel a little bit cheated that I didn't, there's no, I can't go back to a certain moment of the tournament of power where I'm like, Gohan, man. But I can say that about every other character in Universe 7, you know? So I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I don't, I, I don't know. I just I feel like his time came too soon. Everyone else got a really big moment to shine or a transformation of some sort. Would have been nice to, for Gohan to have one, too. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, we go over to Goku and Vegeta for a minute. They're still squaring off against Jiren. Goku saying, Gohan, you did a good job. And then that that's pretty much it. Right. So we have to remember now. Now we're just down to four remaining fighters in Universe 7 two remaining fighters in universe 11 but these two fighters are jiren and top okay so we still have these guys squaring off against one another who knows what's going to happen there's six for minutes remain six six for minutes 
six minutes remaining in the tournament of power. So I guess we will see what happens. So what do you think about that, guys? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. With that being said, we're going to switch over to that segment for this week because uh, we have a couple of emails here to read. And we also have an, uh, one or two audio emails from Ricky that we're going to listen to. So let's get into it. Let's break it down, guys. Settle on in. I know it's been an hour already. Extended episode of the podcast for you. A lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, but let's 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 settle on in. So the first email I have here is from Evan. Evan writes, uh, subject line says, "What are you saying? Hell yeah, that was awesome." Hi Tim, you sounded so dejected in that last episode that I felt compelled to write in and celebrate how great this episode was with you. Jiren is turning out to be a fantastic foil for our heroes though I do wish we knew absolutely anything about his backstory. He is an unstoppable force type of villain, uh, parentheses anti-hero, which creates a fun dynamic with Goku's and Vegeta's desires to be the strongest. As for the Saiyans, their fight has been excellent, and I'm happy to see the writers having them work as a team instead of just Goku doing it alone. Heck, Goku is even using strategy and not just overpowering the enemy through rage. Did you ever think we would see something like instant transmission plus key blast mines in this universe? The ingenuity of the tactics in the tournament of power has really surprised me, especially given the shoddy writing and powering up the universe six Saiyans. Speaking of power ups, I really dig super blue Vegeta. That's what I'm calling it since I don't know the official term. It felt very classic Dragon Ball Z for Vegeta to get emotional and fuel that passion into a power surge. He almost looked like a blue ascended Saiyan. Hope you get to feeling better. Thanks as always for the consistently great podcast. Regards, Evan. Evan, thanks for writing in, man. Always great to hear from from you. Always like your emails. Um, yeah, Jiren is definitely an interesting villain. Um, because I like him, but I don't. Right? Like it, it's 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 weird because if we ever, you know, one of the biggest sort of complaints about villains, not just in Dragon Ball, but just in general pop culture and comic books and comic book movies is that one of the worst things you can have is an underdeveloped villain, <laughs> one that you know absolutely nothing about. And somehow they still managed to create a compelling sort of villain here without us knowing anything about him. And I think the maybe it's because of this a massive amount of power that he has that's just keeping us interested, right? It's sort of a mystery to be like how could there be a being out there that is this damn strong <laughs> okay and we don't even know how and kind of don't care and, and if i had to guess i would say we're probably not going to even find out i mean there's only there's seven minutes left in the tournament i think and there's about seven episodes left of of, of super i don't see them going into a big backstory of jiren at this point i mean i think we're just supposed to understand that hey he's just super strong but they've kind of done it in a way to where it, it, you kind of don't even care. I mean, I, I, I want to know more, but I don't think we're going to get it. But I'm, we're getting such good action that I'm kind of willing to uh, to look past it for now. And yeah, obviously, we're getting a lot more of teamwork stuff going on here now. Like I talked about that a little bit earlier. It took them a while to sort of get to this. And even Goku's using strategy, like you said, with, I guess, the destructo discs and everything like that. Uh yeah, we got the instant transmission plus the key blast mines once again strategy. This is the kind of stuff I was looking forward to in the tournament of power. It took them a while to kind of get to it, but we're getting it. And that, and that's great. 
uh yeah super blue vegeta is pretty dope even though we haven't really gotten to see him do anything too impressive yet <laughs> so it's almost like we've gotten a super power up but it really hasn't translated to anything because well he's fighting jiren so hopefully he gets another moment to shine before this is all said and done too we have to at least see the extent of this power i want to see something really really cool happen in involving that before goku inevitably triggers ultra instinct again right because i feel like that's gotta happen right so yeah man thanks uh i am feeling better i haven't talked much about my wrist lately and that's a good thing because that typically means i'm i think people are doing better in that case i am i'm not i'm, I'm not wearing any cast i'm not wearing any brace uh, I do have a scar that I can see now. It's healing up pretty nicely. I just went to the doctor two days ago for follow-up, got an x-ray. It's still weird seeing metal in my hand, but you know what? My dream of becoming Android 16 is that much closer now. Um, but yeah, it's healing up pretty well. So mostly now all I'm, all I'm having to do is work through the stiffness and getting the strength back. So I'll be starting therapy for my wrist pretty soon. So I'll be going a couple times a week to um you know an occupational therapist or so physical therapist to help me get back to being able to use this thing the way i was before and hopefully getting the range of motion back so thanks so much for asking about that man uh i obviously appreciate that the next email i have here is from jonathan jonathan wright says here you can read the manga on the shonen jump app uh, you can read manga, including Dragon Ball, for only $1.99. Not bad at all if you have a tablet or a phone. Uh, this must be in response to my whole sort of, uh, I don't know what to call it, uh, conversation about <laughs> potentially continuing the podcast. Because I had someone ask, I had a couple of people ask if, you know, maybe you can continue the podcast by covering the manga. And I I went on this long sort of thing and I explained why that's probably not going to happen. So if you want to check that out, I think it was episode 122 or maybe it was 123 when I went into that. I forget. But um, thanks for letting me know that that the manga is pretty cheap. Uh, I don't think that that's really going to change much of my ideas for is that because once again, it's just a whole other undertaking to kind of take on. And I've already done, you know, so many episodes of this podcast. I just don't see myself covering the manga. I mean, once again, anything can happen. If all of a sudden my the number of people who listen to the podcast quadruple to the next week, I would start to reevaluate everything. <laughs> but for now, I just I can't justify taking on something else that large. You know, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough putting out free content every single week. It takes away from your regular life, your work life. It's not easy. And I kind of started the Patreon to sort of hopefully offset that. But even the Patreon is kind of struggling. So I, 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 if I'm being honest, it's kind of hard for me to, to sort of see myself taking on yet another thing right now. But as always, stay tuned to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Um, it will still be active even after the podcast is over because I'll try to keep doing the Patreon if I get more patrons. Got to get more patrons, though. Uh, otherwise we'll just kind of see what happens. Okay. So, but keep an eye on the page, man. I appreciate you letting me know about that. Okay. And this is where I'm going to put in Ricky, uh, Ricky, long time listener. Ricky has sent in two, uh, audio voicemails here. So I'm going to, they're not very long. I'm going to play Ricky's audio real quick and then we'll, we'll, I'll jump back in and we'll talk about whatever questions he has in the audio. So here's Ricky. 
Hey, Tim, it's Ricky. I'm in the middle of listening to uh, episode 123 of the podcast. Uh, watching the episode for 123, I thought was super dope. I, I did know ahead of time about the uh, Vegeta secondary transformation because of the, the essentially from the video games I play and stuff like that. But it was still epic to watch. I think the way it showed in the show greatly, greatly uh, exceeded my expectations as far as the way I saw it when watching or when seeing it uh, in like Dragon Ball Z Doken Battle or within, uh, I don't think it happened in Fighter Z yet. I don't know. I don't have that game. But that being said, I want to note that. Episode 122 of the podcast is missing from Google Music. And I sent you a message about this a while back about, I think, episode 117 was missing from Google Music also. So I'll link a picture. I don't know what's going on. It could be, uh, I've come into issues with this at my work because I also produce a podcast for my work. And I think that what's happening is because your podcast is uh, essentially uh, free, which is what it is, and you're using you're using a uh, a uh, free service to post it up. What might be happening is that, as far as Google's concerned, it's being considered low priority, and so they might just be like skipping the episodes just because they don't want to take up the space or they don't have the time or they have their C team working on it or something like that. I've, I've had situations like this come up before. Um, but yeah, no, the episode 123 though, super awesome. Still enjoying the podcast, even though I've missed a couple episodes. I'm glad your wrist is feeling better. And uh, yeah, yeah, keep on rocking the dragon, man. All right, peace out. Morning, Tim. This is part two of the email segment of uh, my Rock the Dragon email. And uh, I just finished listening to episode 123 and noticed that, or I heard the question about what the official name for Vegeta's new form is. And um, going by the Doken Battle video game, it is called Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta evolved um i don't like that name for it so what i call it is ultra super saiyan blue vegeta (laughs) but call it what you will um i don't think they ever actually name what it is in the show aside from like implying saying that vegeta has evolved and stuff like that um that being said there you go now you know all right talk to you later bye All right, everybody, that was Ricky. Ricky, as always, man, thanks so much for taking the time to do that. Uh, I appreciate that very much. Always look forward to getting those from you. Uh, So let's just kind of talk about some of the things you touched on. Uh, Of course, there was a lot of conversation about Super this new form of Vegeta, right? Both of your messages kind of uh, talked about that and talked about how impressive it was. Uh, Just kind of watching that transformation happened uh you obviously play uh dragon ball what's called dragon ball z doken battle uh it's not it's a game that i see like an i see advertisements for it all the time but i just (laughs) i don't i don't play a lot of i don't know i mean i'm a gamer for sure obviously but i don't just don't play a lot of uh it's a mobile game i'm assuming right and i just I, i have a hard time getting into those uh but that's very cool 
Um, you mentioned here that in the game, and you sent me a screenshot here from the game, and it does actually list because it's something we were talking about. Obviously, we were talking about well, what is, what do we call Vegeta's new form? And and I had an email where someone's just kind of making suggestions. I think the word evolution did come up in that uh, email somehow. So I don't remember offhand who who sent me that. Sorry, but. Uh, uh, I, I, you were actually pretty on on the nose with that. It says here, and there's a photo of Vegeta says Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan Evolved Vegeta, which we all know that Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan is just a longer way of saying Super Saiyan Blue. Okay, so it's Super Saiyan Blue Evolved Vegeta. That is what this screenshot from Dokken Battle refers to that form is. So we're just going to assume that that's what it is, even though Ricky doesn't like that name. <laughs> what do you say you want to call him, Ricky? Uh, Ultra Super Saiyan Blue Vegeta. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I dig that, too. I feel like it's kind of the same thing, right? Because it, it, to me, the transformation is very reminiscent of the, the ascended Super Saiyan form, right? The one that Trunks reached, but not not obviously not as not as over exaggerated, right? He's not all muscle. He's not, you know, but it's I feel like it's kind of the, a similar thing. It's where you found a way to ascend your current level without reaching a completely new one right this isn't a completely new transformation his hair is still blue his aura is still blue it just kind of becomes more intense and 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 and, and more the colors have gotten more deep so it's like he evolved so i think that's a pretty good name for it now also we'll also accept ultra super saiyan blue <laughs> why not uh quickly to touch on your comments about google music Oh, man, this has been a never ending battle. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this is something I've talked about many times on the podcast. I, I don't I have I don't know what is up with Google. And honestly, I just kind of want to say fuck them at this point. Because it's been nothing but problems. <laughs> I don't and I have no idea how to even fix it. Right. So you sent me a screenshot where one episode is just completely missing. I have no idea why that would do that. I don't think you're far off. I mean, with your theory on it, because there are sorts of all sorts of algorithms and stuff that Google uses to determine all kinds of things. And maybe because it is free and it, because I do use a free service that it may be putting my episodes in a lower priority because I don't talk much about this kind of stuff because I don't know who cares about the behind the scenes but i did mention the fact that i use a website called archive.org to host my podcast which is not the smartest thing in some ways but it is the smarter thing in other ways okay for instance there are a lot of paid sort of websites that a lot of people use to host their podcasts and they provide you with all these analytics and all these things and it's great stuff and I just can't afford that, <laughs> you know. So with that being said, Google could very well be prioritizing those who use those paid services because they're probably getting some sort of revenue off of that themselves. And I'm using a free one and maybe they're not. Maybe, they, you know, maybe they're not prioritizing certain episodes. My only thing would be what, you know, what exactly determines which episode they decide to prioritize. But who knows? I'm, I'm checking my Google Play Music account, okay? The same page that I've kind of been checking the whole time and every episode of the podcast is there. But I don't know what exactly is being put out there for everyone else. I've had a couple people over the months 
make comments about you know it not showing up on google play or not showing up on time and guys i have no idea how to fix that you know because i i do one rss feed for my podcast that goes out to every outlet and it seems to work everywhere else right so i don't know why it wouldn't work on google play it's something that they're doing that's that, that's causing it to be messed up so i just want to remind everyone if you if you're sort of relying on google play and you notice that the episode's not there then check you know spotify you can check stitcher you can check tune in honestly every time i do the podcast now i just google my podcast and i swear every single time it's on a new website <laughs> i don't know they're just there are all these sites out there just pulling my podcast and putting it on their website and I'm, i don't care because it's a free podcast anyway right so there's so many different places to find it now that i can't even keep track of all of them but just remember that there are other places and i'm and ricky i'm sure you're 100 aware of that but i'm sure it's also more convenient for you to have it on google play music i'm sorry i, I don't know how to fix that you know trying to get in touch with these people is the most difficult damn thing on the planet <laughs> so I, I wouldn't even know how to begin fixing that my hope is that one day if this podcast continues or returns then i can be doing well enough financially you know just in my regular life or maybe through the patreon to where i can transfer all of this stuff over to a better hosting service one that you know can be held liable if it's deleted or something like that one that can help me with analytics and and all that kind of stuff but so far i've made it this far <laughs> using the thing that i use so it's kind of hard to justify going to use something different but I am definitely going to keep that in mind. If this podcast returns at some point, I will work on getting it in a better place so that hopefully these kinds of issues won't happen. But at this point, we only got seven episodes left, so it's kind of almost not worth to even go through the trouble. Uh, I just would like to ask anyone who's still using Google Play, just maybe try to use one of the other outlets if you can. So, Ricky, thanks so much for uh, for sharing all of that, man. I appreciate your your emails as always i have another one here one final email email here from arthur arthur always good to hear from you man says here mind wipe what's up tim hope all is well and i hope your hand is getting better i know dragon ball is loosely following the manga as it's drawing to a close i have an idea for a follow-up to a new season so tell me what you think the Zenos and the Grand Minister decide that the fighters are too strong after all, so they decide to let everyone live but take away their fighting abilities and their memories of them. Now they must learn new fighting styles, abilities, and completely different transformations to possibly defeat some new foes, maybe even changing Super Saiyan completely. Your thoughts, Arthur Lee. Arthur, man, wow, what a question, what a theory, what a... <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's a hell of an idea, man. So you, you're saying here that if you just an idea that you would have for a continuation for a new season, if they were going to do this, uh, I don't know exactly what happens in the manga. I'm assuming you don't either. So this is just sort of your, your suggestion of what you think would make for a cool storyline. So you think that as a result of the tournament of power, the grand Zenos and the grand minister decide that everyone's just too strong after all. Right. So even because and that, that's a possibility, right? Because clearly the Zenos didn't know about Jiren 
and they didn't know about Goku and how strong these people are and they didn't know that they can reach a point to where like these people will be so fast that even they can't keep up with them right so then they might say they're still too damn strong like or, or they're or they're they're too strong we don't feel comfortable with it we, maybe they could be a threat to us something like that we've already seen these characters reach god levels right so it would kind of make sense that they could say you know what we need to put a cap on these powers and not only would that work creatively from a story perspective i think it would fix a lot of the problems that we as viewers have with the show i said early on a long time ago that at some point they have to put a cap on the powers right <laughs> these characters just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and at some point it's like it's hard to believe that there could be anyone stronger than a super saiyan blue kaoken goku right if you think about everything that entails every transformation we've seen goku go through and how strong he was just as regular base goku with kaoken he was stupid strong and then he put the Kaoken on top of Super Saiyan. And and now it's he's going to Super Saiyan 2 and Super Saiyan 3 and, you know, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Blue and Ultra Instinct. He's putting Kaoken on top of all of that. That's crazy. So a cool way to kind of bring everything back would be to say, you know what? Let's just take away all their powers and their memories. And now they have to learn new stuff. I actually like that idea. I think that would be a way to flip all of this shit on its head and all of a sudden you, you got people starting at ground zero and as a result of that you're right they have to learn new ways to fight right maybe they don't lose their memories of them like you you said here that they lose their memories of them i think it almost works better from a writing perspective if you let them remember it because then it affects them greater right if they if goku if goku knows that he used to be able to go to super saiyan blue but now he can't anymore, then you introduce sort of an internal conflict with him. And could you imagine how that would affect Vegeta from a writing standpoint to know of what he is capable of power wise, but he can't reach it anymore. You get some very creative sort of grounded, fleshed out sort of potential there from a writing standpoint and character development. So I think it would be better if they did remember but then they still had to relearn everything in a way. And then you get opportunities for, like you said, new fighting styles, new abilities, completely dis different transformations. So we get this whole new thing where it's not just about Super Saiyan. Maybe Goku has to find a different way to a different power and we see just a new version of him. Maybe somehow he gets a, uh, an, uh, a, uh, <laughs> what's, the, what's it called? Uh, what's Ultimate Gohan's other name? Uh, mystic mystic gohan imagine like a mystic goku maybe he has to kind of go through and even though that the way he got that form was kind of silly with the elder kai and all of that but that could be an option too and then we get to see a different sort of go goku we get a mystic goku an ultimate goku or something like that and maybe vegeta has to find a different path too and we end up getting a super saiyan 3 vegeta because he has to change up the way that he uh, progresses through his path to power. So I really like that idea. I think that would be cool. Now, the question is, how would fans react to that? Because there's, there are certainly things that we love about Dragon Ball, right? And there are things that we love seeing, which is why I think ultimately we ended up seeing these characters kind of go back to a lot of the same stuff. Remember in the beginning of Super, 
when Weiss and Weiss and um, Weiss was training Vegeta and Goku, they had completely different outfits on, you know, <laughs> but they ended up putting them back in this, the things that we were familiar with, probably because fans were like, well, we kind of miss Goku having the orange and blue gi and Vegeta having the Saiyan armor that he the Saiyan armor that he wore against Cell and stuff like that. But I think I, I, I would definitely love to see that. If they were to somehow return with a new show, I think the best thing they could possibly do is try to do something new. Okay. And that is why I'm kind of excited about Super Dragon Ball Heroes. I wish that they would just make that into an actual canon thing, but maybe just start from the beginning, right? Because then there's all sorts of new transformations and outfits and things like that in that world that we don't get to see really here in the States. I mean, obviously, we can Google the Japanese version. But I'd like an English dub or something that gives us something new. This could be a cool way to do that. Of course, though, the question would be, does it still take place during that same 10 year uh, gap that happens between the end of the Boo arc and the end of Dragon Ball Z? We got to remember that Super takes place within that span of time. So at the end, they would still have to bring it all back around the way they did. But there's no reason why they couldn't do that. Right. So. Man, Arthur, I think that's an incredible idea. I think I think that'd be very cool. Once again, I think they were running into a problem with people who just kind of want to see the same stuff. Because even I find myself being caught up in that scenario too sometimes. You know, I, I love it when Goku goes Super Saiyan 3, just because we don't get to see it that much. So to, to reach a point to where we kind of never see that again or something like that might be a little bit weird. But if they give us some new creative transformations and techniques and things like that, then it could be worth it. You know, imagine a Goku who doesn't know a Kamehameha. Ooh, you know, maybe he develops a new sort of energy wave of some sort. Something, just something completely different and just, but it becomes the new Kamehameha. That could be something that could be fun for an alternate universe story as well. Like Dragon Ball Heroes, you know, so anyway, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of potential there with an idea like that. I'm curious to see what anybody else thinks about that. Send me an email, rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. I will certainly be open to that. I'm open to everything when it comes to these Dragon Ball stories. It could be more of the same. I'll watch it. It can be new stuff. I'll watch that too. So uh, I think I think that would be pretty cool. So awesome idea there, Arthur. Thanks so much for writing in, man. Uh, once again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything, send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Head over to facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. What what question do you have for Cynthia Kranz, a.k.a. Chi-Chi? If you have one question to ask her and I could and I could deliver it through the podcast, what would that question be? Find the post, leave me a comment there, ask a question. Otherwise, you know, I'll just won't I just won't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going to send my questions. But I would like to get one from you guys, too, since you're my listeners. Right. So give me a suggestion. Leave me a comment. Leave it there. If I only get one and it's a good question, then I'll just go with that one. You know, we'll just kind of play it by ear and see. But I'm going to try to I'll give it one more day, maybe. And then we can kind of close that out because I don't want to I don't want to wait too long to send her the email because who knows. Right. She could forget that she even told me that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you can also see the photo there. Uh yeah been a very exciting week i got to meet some dragon ball peeps my hand is getting better i'm just waiting for the rest of my life to get back on track and then hey maybe we'll <laughs> maybe maybe things will work out 
Otherwise, we got about seven episodes left of Dragon Ball Super as well as the podcast. Now is a good time to get in all your questions, comments, concerns. Let's talk about it. Let's go out with a bang. Let's go out uh, on a big note. Uh, sign up for the Patreon. If you want to get continual Dragon Ball content from me, that would be the best way to do it. I think that about does it, guys. So until next time for Rock the Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'll see you next time. Keep on rocking the dragon.